1: on Tape on this Thursday, August 10th, 2023. The Broken Helmet is back! After probably the longest break ever taken by the show. It's been about three months uh, between the last broadcast which was when I was trying to do quick hitting daily shows called The Snap Although I stopped doing those. I think the last official show, which I called the beginning of the New Year show and was episode one for 2023, was all the way back in March. So you do the fucking math there. Anyway, to get in touch with the show, you can email brokenhelmetshow at gmail.com or via Twitter at helmetbroken. And now back to the show where the preseason is in Full swing, the Hall of Fame game, and ceremonies are in the rearview mirror. And now we get these tasty double headers of preseason action. And by tasty, I mean steaming hot garbage tasty. But I guess it's better than nothing. And now allow me to welcome to the stage my brother Christopher George Eggy, who has become a newly minted father of two which actually delayed our broadcast just a little bit. Ah, the joys of fatherhood there, sir. Yeah.
0: uh, Well, first off, it's good to be back. Secondly, it's good to be back. And thirdly, thank God for football
1: season. Uh, I just, I'm so bored without it. I mean, there really isn't, well, as soon as the other sports drop off their playoff seasons, right? Because you get a little bit of a lull after the NFL season wraps up. And then it's you know, kind of like the the regular season of basketball and, and NHL. And then you know they get into the playoffs and that gives you a little bit of entertainment. And that's around the same time as the draft and everything. But, I mean, it does get really slow when the football season ends. Especially for... The gambling nation, because then you're stuck looking at, you know, obviously basketball, uh, ba- basketball, baseball, hockey, golf. Golf becomes a big thing, but everything kind of pales in comparison to the good old pigskin on the NFL fields. Not just pigskin, because they've tried to throw an XFL and USFL at us. And both those seasons came and went with uh, just a, a sniffle. A crickets, if I had the sound. Oh, horrible. Out. Yeah. Horrible. They, I, you know, I had a little bit of hope for the new XFL season. Did you watch any of it? I tried. I mean, yeah, you know, it's not I, good. I think
0: I watched, I
1: think I watched maybe four sets of, like, possessions. Like, that's it. Yeah, I watched it for a little bit and then went to the bathroom. And just tried to flush out that feeling that I had watching terrible football. And I watched, so uh, tonight, uh, there is a doubleheader, as I mentioned. The first game has now concluded, as we're broadcasting here, about 10 o'clock at night. But the first game was between the uh, Patriots and the Houston Texans. So the Texans uh, put C.J. Stroud out there. He was uh, terrible. He only had four passes. But uh, nobody played for the Patriots. And even with all of these backups, I still enjoyed it more than anything I saw with the USFL and the XFL. And I don't know if you can fix it. You know, I, I, I obviously I worked for the first rendition of the XFL all the way back in the early 2000s for the New, York, New Jersey franchise, the Hitman, if you will. Um, and there was some juice there, but, you know, I mean, it died out obviously after one year. Um, these are probably the same quality as shit football, those other two leagues, but I, I don't know how you fix it. I think they need the NFL affiliation. They need to be like a farm system for those teams. Yeah, I think that the best way it works is for
0: the the, the leagues like USFL, uh, uh, XFL. What's the other one they're trying to they're trying to start? Oh, um, I don't
1: know. There's a third. I mean, there used to be what like the the professional football league. there there was a third one that was floating around maybe 2 years ago i think the last time i saw it going was during covid uh the covid era or maybe yeah, the year I'm before yeah i'm trying that, to remember but... what
0: the name yeah what was the name of that but whatever and then there's the cfl if you turned all of these leagues into like a aa aaa you know or you did or you did what soccer does
1: and you know do you follow do you follow how the soccer leagues work at all which one are you talking about the premier league or are you talking about mls yeah 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 no nobody MLS. gives a shit MLS. about mls i mean mls is definitely getting bigger it for sure like it's growing some well, steam but they signed this little guy i forgot his name what is it Messi. yeah that guy <laughs> so you know they got a like, little bit of juice there but now, that is MLS, right? Even though they're doing something that's not MLS-related right now. They're doing, like, these friendly games or some kind of tournament or something. But they're all MLS teams. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah so, no, they're not all MLS teams. They're,
1: well, they're, they're not all, but, but the MLS teams are in it as well, right? Right. So there's two leagues. Uh, it's just
0: like when you hear about the Premier League and then there's also uh, La Liga, and there is uh the italian league which i can't think of right now but uh those all have individual clubs inside of those inside of those leagues so like the premier league and uh la liga and the italian league like you've probably heard juventus that's the italian league you've probably heard of psg that's the the French league or the German league, whatever it
1: is. You tell me, Um, (laughs) not a clue, but whatever. So each of those
0: have their own NFLs. So imagine it like that. They each have their own NFL in all the different countries, right? So if, if anybody from the premier league, for instance, finishes last or in the bottom three, they get knocked out.
1: You're talking about the relega- and, relegation, right? Is that what it is? Right.
0: Relegation,
1: relegation. Yeah. So
0: they get relegated to the league to the to the league below them, which is like the championship league.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was all and, and and for any Ted Lasso followers, I know that that was also a piece of the whole Ted Lasso fucking show. Yeah, they get in.
0: They come they they make it in. Right. So so and then anybody from the championship league who finishes first. And so there's like five divisions of it. Which people don't you really know, but there's like five different leagues. Imagine A, double A, AA, AAA, quadruple A, whatever five A is.
1: Yeah. So you're already lost me, it's just too complicated. Like I, I just well, like the just, big league, right? You know, the big right, league is I, where I you wanna it. play.
0: But but if they had and they do, they have enough players to do it. If they had minor league teams or championship league teams. Uh, leagues below the NFL, where the team from the NFL got knocked down the other way. But then you're talking about contracts and shit, and you, it, it's it's really gonna mess things up. Well, you're never but, gonna
1: you, you can't touch anything with the NFL itself, right? You know, so you, the only thing is like a baseball farm system where you know these these teams could be you know farm systems for why
0: why why can't you knock them out why.
1: You, you're not gonna, you're not gonna touch the National Football League structure for anything like that. Well, not, not to mention, like, well, let's just stop right there, right? Like, let, the first thing is, is that there already is the farm system with college football, right? That's why the NFL sure. loves college football, right? You know, and, and the whole. They're not playing against college or high school football. That was obviously has roots within the broadcasting agreement, and you know the non compete, not the non compete. The uh, you know they got away with the monopoly, and um, I forgot the technical terms for it, but they're able to do what they do on the on the broadcasting and negotiation negotiating the broadcast rights. Because it was kind of a handshake. Okay, you know, you're going to let college and high school go, right? So, college ends up being the feeder system. And these other leagues are kind of, you know, they wouldn't be the feeder systems. These would be the older people farm leagues, right, where they develop. Now, you could definitely use them for linemen. You could use them for quarterback play. But again, I just don't, without the... Attachment to the NFL and the NFL teams. I just don't think anybody will care. Maybe. I, Not. I, a, I, you're, I, ne- you're never going to know until you try.
0: If there was a way to make the uh, uh, XFL teams like the St. Louis team or the was it
1: Houston team for which league? Are you talking USFL or uh, XFL? XFL. Uh, they did a ton of them around Texas. I think Texas had like four of the eight teams. It was, you know, I, I think there was a Washington team. Um, the Guardians moved to Florida. Uh, they might have been the Orlando Guardians. They used to be New York, New Jersey, but they got right. out. of Okay. There. So, but whatever. Yeah.
0: But if if like Orlando Guardians, if there was like thirty-two of them, and they were all parts of the farm system, or they were all parts of maybe college kids got out, they still couldn't play in the XFL until they got out of college. If they didn't make it on um, uh, uh, the Dolphins, the Dolphins would have the Orlando Guardians.
1: Right. Well, you know, you would need the stadiums, right? You, you got to get the stadiums for all these people to play. That's that's first and foremost. You need a place to play. You need a place to house you know, fans, if you really wanted to make some kind of successful alternative league. And that's where all these other leagues have struggled. The first XFL in 03 had the best, or 01, had the best shot at that because they went, you know, balls of the wall and did contracts with major stadiums. They didn't fill them, but they were in Giant Stadium. They, I think they were at Soldier Field. They were at big stadiums. Now, I... You know, the leagues are never going to fill that. So do you want to go to, you know, states that have smaller soccer stadiums that will look a little bit better? Or do you just, you know, I I mean, there are a lot of variables to making the product look good on TV and, you know, actually entertaining and functional for the NFL. I don't know how they could do it. I, I just think college is the feeder system. Maybe if they... Did it? If they made these leagues where you could come out of high school and then play and get paid, you know that's kind of like what the 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 uh, what's the league? The G, N- G League, G League, and uh, they, there's another one though now. Like the G League, isn't the G League the NBA affiliated one? If I'm not mistaken, but they have another what's, one down in like Atlanta, right? It's down in Atlanta. They they had a couple of guys drafted out of it. They played on one of those teams, but it wasn't G League. It was like a different alternative league. Um, huh. But whatever. I, I thought I thought those kids from Ignite all came from the G League. Uh, isn't well? Uh, maybe I'm thinking the G League. De- uh, what's the, the farm? The, is it the D League, the G League, the you know the farm system for the NBA? But I didn't think Ignite was part of that. But again, I don't know the structure of of the NBA outside of the actual NBA, right? You know, they did the D League, and now they've got this Ignite, which I, I thought that was its own separate like league down in Georgia.
0: Yeah, the, it says G League, and then NBA. D league growing into true farm system. Yeah, I, I didn't know. know there was two but whatever, different letters. The, the
1: reason that you'd have difficulty doing that with the NFL is because if you were to try to bring eighteen year olds, they're just not fully developed, and like a lot of those kids, minus maybe some running backs. Like, you know, linemen are not going to be able to play against people, you know, linemen that were ex-NFLers that are, you know, 28 years old or college kids that are 24 years old that didn't make it, you know. So the high school kids, it would be few and far between that would ever see any kind of success. You know, you, you almost need college for that. So uh, anyway, I, all the way back to your point. Jeez, that, that was a long way to get to that. Yes, you're right. There is not a whole lot going on. Um, with football related and entertainment-wise, with your sports time, uh, your sports watching time until the NFL is here, but it is here now, and we've gotten through a really terrible. Uh, well, I guess it was exciting because there was a there was a comeback victory in the Hall of Fame game, although the lights went out in that one. Did you watch any of that? I did not. I just saw the highlights. That was the Browns, <laughs> Browns, Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: saw a little bit. Nothing. I could even report on. They just, it's very tough to watch when it it really is just a bunch of backups. I don't care. Like I, I watched a couple, I, I watched a couple of possessions and I got the, I'm more interested in, in the games this week. And uh, I'm really more interested. The further along you get in the week, the better opportunity you're going to have for a game that has, you know, starters in it, at least for a little
1: bit. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see many, if any, starters this week. I I mean, they really have getting rid of the one extra preseason game and uh, everything else related to preseason activity where they're just limiting contact. Everything is, you know, downgrading contact, downgrading injuries. You know, it's all become kind of like padded cheerleading practice now. You know, I mean, they get work done, obviously, but... The preseason has just become trying to weed out the bottom of the roster and getting rid of some of the, you know, more veteran uh, players that just don't fit, aren't working out, Um, you know. And, and I mean, obviously the running back situation is fucking crazy because nobody gives a shit about that position anymore. Uh, And then people do – did you hear about Marlon Mack? He just uh, signed on with Atlanta. Not Atlanta, I know. Arizona. A it, couple weeks tours ago, is, and tore his ACL. Five days.
0: Five days. He, you know,
1: and then they're just on to the next one. And then Kareem Hunt's boun- bouncing around from from uh, team to team. Nobody wants to sign him. Uh, Dalvin Cook hasn't been signed. Um. So, it, you know, the preseason has become trying to figure out, all right, where, where are the running back cast-offs going to be and uh, what kind of injuries that we have? Now, in the years past, there's been big injuries. And what you're seeing this year, I mean, so far, we after this we'll have two weeks left, right? But, I mean, there just isn't a lot of injuries because they're just not really doing a whole hell of a lot in preseason. It's really been neutered uh, as a property, but... You know, I don't um, know. I really
0: don't know how they're gonna how they're going to solve that running back problem. That's going to be a really big thing.
1: You can't. The, the only but like you need you have to wait all the way until the end of the collective bargaining agreement. Collective right? bargaining. Yeah. Which I forgot. Uh, I, I they just redid it, and I think the last I heard, it's another eight years or something like that before the, it, it gets redone again. It's but, close to that, maybe seven, maybe. But but even regardless, whatever if, you it, know, it's higher than five. You know, go find a, a podcast that knows the actual date. But I thought it was eight years. But regardless, until the owners that, can change that, they're not. Yeah, but nobody's going to touch it. Like it is what it is. Like it, no, I know. I, it's the owners could, well thought could out negotiated. About. You know, on both sides to come out and yeah, but it, it would just be a waterfall of problems uh, because once you change something for somebody, you're going to have to change it for the next guy and Every, the next guy. Yep. I, I yep. think it's just reality. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, and not to mention, this is not something that was unheard of or unknown because this is really just the extension of the Le'Veon Bell deal, which we've talked about, you know, several times on the podcast, but. I would, I would say it's even further than that. Didn't Emmett Smith sit out or, or
0: Terrell Davis? One of them? somebody sat out in the nineties and No, then, no, no, no.
1: But, but what I'm, uh, that did, ha- I mean, that happened with like all big players, but what I'm specifically talking about is the running back deal that you just keep them, you tag them twice. And then you send them on their way, right? Mm -hmm. And Le'Veon Bell ended up doing that, right? So he gave his four years. They tagged him, played on the tag, and then he's like, I'm not doing it again. And they're like, well, we're tagging you. So, you know, and so he sat out that next year, and then he didn't play at all. And then he came back. He he played with the Jets. He got a little bit of money. He should have stayed with the Steelers. But that was the end of his career. He was never the same after that, right? And so now everybody else has seen that and they do the exact same thing. Emmett Smith and Christian McCaffrey after that happened, they did their holdouts after year 3. So they were like, look, I'm not getting to the end of my contract. I'm not doing it at 4 because you're going to franchise me. So I'm doing it at 3. So they did their holdouts early. You know, and I you would have seen the same shit with Saquon Barkley. The only problem with Barkley is that he blew his knee out. And so he didn't have the chance to do that. So yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't do that. Right. So that three years is the sweet spot for running backs based on what happens with their contract and their utility factor after the end of their, you know, their, their four or five years plus their, you know, their franchise years. So, you know, but, you know, who's going to hold out at three? Who's going to bother dealing with a holdout? after year three at this point. You know, the owners have just been like, okay, we'll just draft another running back and then you can either come and play or, you know, we'll keep your money. Yeah, mind. I just
0: I I don't know what they're thinking. Like I, I you guys aren't it hasn't worked for anybody yet.
1: Well no I mean it worked for McCaffrey and it worked for it worked for McCaffrey and Zeke, you know, when they were able to pull out their well, I think Zeke was going to hold out, and they got the deal done. And then McCaffrey, they went ahead of the curve and, and signed him early. I don't know if he was thinking about holding out. That was a little uh, bit Yeah, but
0: what's by. his name? Zeke was, in, Zeke was not uh, franchised at that point.
1: No, because they're year three of their deal. That's the thing. Right. They don't want to get to the franchise. Because once right. you get to your franchise tag, then you're screwed. You're franchise and that's It is what it is. Like, it's all, it's you're either signing like, a big-time deal, or you're playing on the franchise. See it, it's it's so much easier to do it on the Cowboys, right? The Cowboys have
0: so much press. They're always, like, their offense was really good. Like, you're talking about the Raiders who are projected to be one of the worst in the league again, and you're talking about the Colts who are projected to be one of the worst in the league again. Like, who are you holding out on? Why are these guys going to pay you, knowing that they're projected to oh, be the worst in the
1: league? J- Jacobs and Taylor are are, are screwed. The, I mean, they're fucked. Obviously, I mean, we're a couple of weeks late talking about this, but it, the most laughable situation of all of these was Saquon Barkley because he made a big stink, started talking about you know staying out a year. Then the running backs all have their running back powwow. And Barkley turns around and then signs his deal for, you know, 900000 extra incentives early. You know, it's basically, you know, they forwarded him some money. And then he signed it. And it was like, okay, you know, all that for like a mil. But he understood. There's nothing you could do. Right? So. So, stu- so stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, you know, it, l- l- the running back position is what you're going to see, though, unfortunately, is it's just going to go downhill. So, you're going to see kids who don't want to be running backs, right? Because running backs don't get paid, right? Everybody's going to want to be a wide receiver, a quarterback, a, you know, a cornerback. They're all going to move to the other positions that just don't get, you know, don't get hosed like that because people are going to look to the pros and going be like, yeah, nobody likes running backs. Who cares? You know, I mean, they'll they'll still be them, but you will definitely see kids that don't want to do it. Just like you know, in the in you know NBA, everything became about the three point shot. If you've been to a youth basketball game, if you have you know kids, if you're older or whatever, yeah, it's all they do. It's all it's all they do. It's just all three point shots, right? Because they're like, yeah, no, th- this is what it is now. So you know,
0: I said this to a buddy the other. Uh, it was
1: during the NBA finals. I said, listen
0: why why would i not just literally teach my child on a daily basis if i could get him to be able to make like a a basket from right over the half court mark like that was his shot like why like that's going to be the thing right somebody's going to be so good that they can shoot from that distance because they've done it five
1: billion times right Right, and and well, and if you remember, you you might have been a little young, but here up in North Jersey, you know, going back into the 90s, there was a, a kid out of Mawa, Kent Kaluko who used to do that every single game, you know. And this was 91, 92, I, I think it was, and he ended up going to JMU, and I, I'm pretty sure he was involved in the Jason Williams shooting. Uh, when Williams oh. w- when Williams shot the not the butler but the the limo driver, but I think th- well Kaluko's Cal- dad was a coach or something, right? Yeah, well they ran camps and all that kind of stuff. But I I thought oh Cal- yeah, yeah, yeah. was also at that house when that when when he uh Jason Williams fired the gun off. But anyway, going back, you we used to go watch him. Uh, me, dad, grandpa, we would go to these games and he would just step across the the half court and just pop a three. And this was before you know I mean this is. Thirty years before, you know, Stephen Curry. But I mean yeah. it was always there to do, right? It just you know, the, the math wasn't there and the focus wasn't there. It was all, you know, a mixed game. Jordan, you know, driving, everything it, was down low post, you wanted a big guy, you know. There were it's there were three happen. point specialists, right? And so it's, now it's, yeah. there are no three point specialists. Joel Embiid is popping threes, you know, from outside the court, go figure. And you're going to see the same kind of downstream effect now that the NFL is just basically saying, you know, running backs, you guys are, you're a dime a dozen, we don't really give a shit. You know, kids are, kids are astute. They're not stupid. They're not going to want to do that. They're all going to want to be wide receivers. Wide receivers is, is the position that you're going to see all the athletes go to. It's going to I, be wide I, receivers. That's not, that's not my—I I agree with that.
0: that. That It is going to be a lot of wide receivers. But—, but listen I think it's just a game of trends right I think that eventually and you'll you see it because any team that has potential to win a Super Bowl or they believe they have the talent they're gonna pay what they're gonna pay a running back like McCaffrey's gonna get paid on the 49ers right he he is
1: well, Austin- they, well, well, he already got paid via the the Panthers, right? Like, they picked up that deal. I think it was a new deal right, with right. the Panthers. But, but but San Francisco's paying it. Like,
0: they had to yeah, take yeah, the yeah. contract. So you, guys like that are going to get it, right? The guys that are on programs that that have a potential to do what we know they can do— uh, you know they're going to get paid because they want they want a reliable running back that they can count on. Like uh, Austin Eckler, if he has another great year, it sucks for him. Like he's he's old. He he he's past it. He's past the point where he's going to get that big contract. Right,
1: and he was bent out of shape. He wanted to trade, and he got nothing. He got he got two million. He got an extra two million dollars. I mean, but whatever. He's got no leverage. But but why did he stay? Because he thinks his team can win a championship. Is that or there was just no way he was getting traded anywhere because nobody was going to give them anything and they were like, look, you know, we'd help you out if we could, but we're not really going to extend ourselves because why would we? we? We want you on the team. And not to mention, I hate to break it to you, but, like, you know, nobody's going nobody's gonna to trade and give you a big contract. You know, So, but but look at, like, B. John Robinson, right? B. John Robinson, perfect. You know, so he comes around, you know, I don't know. He didn't have the hype that Saquon Barkley d- did, but... I mean, he had a lot of hype going in the draft. It, Atlanta picks him up. He's the favorite to be the rookie of the year right now. Two seventy-five is is odds. Two seventy-five to one, and that guy is going to have four years, and then he's going to you know go. He's going the fifth year is going to get picked up, and then it's going to be you know franchise. So y- you would just watch year three, barring him getting injured, he's going to he's going he to hold, hold out. What do you mean? Isn't he old? Isn't he old? Oh, I don't know his age, but I mean this is his first year in the league, right? So, first year in the yeah. league, you got the four-year contract with a fifth-year oh, option. He's, he's he's
0: He'll yeah, he'll be 26. He'll get one contract after. That's
1: he'll fight for the He'll fight for the 26. contract, but he's going to he's he'll hold out barring again, unless he gets injured, he'll hold out after his third year. He'll do three the years class, and hold out. Right, the new collective bargaining agreement which I believe is like
0: 2032, that may change things. Until that point,
1: right, um, and then um, at that point, I, I agree, I you know, they'll probably try to do something and the only thing I can think of is that if they slot and I, I you know, the, the players association is going to have problems with that. But if they either make rookie deals, 3-year deals, or if they actually go from position to position and change the length of contracts, which currently is done by rounds, right? First rounders uh, versus second rounders, there's difference in length of contracts. Um, And now, can you do something similar per position so that running backs get out of their contracts earlier than per se a tackle or or a quarterback, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't know how you find an answer to the fact that the position just isn't valued the same way anymore. They contribute. It's not like they are not. They don't produce. You know, there's just no value in it from the business aspect because the money is better, you know, spent elsewhere.
0: 2020. So it covers... T- 2020 covers... 2022 through 2030. So 2030 is the new year. So you, we're looking at like seven more seven years.
1: Seven years. I said eight, so seven.
0: Seven. So seven more years. And in those – so a player contract, a B. John Robinson's going to get five, plus his second contract will somehow probably fall into the new collective bargaining agreement. Owners are going to know that's going to happen. Running backs are going to know that's going to happen. So 2029 into 2030 is going to be a shit
1: show. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of craziness at the end of this collective bargaining agreement, especially yeah. with contracts and resignings, because they did that same thing similarly. When the old one was because people were doing kind of like what I I don't remember, you know, what specific it was like the pandemic year, the year before the pandemic. Yeah, but and they were doing like one year deals because they wanted to re up and and get, you know, they want to get a new contract into the higher salary cap with the new bargaining agreement. um, You know, and they'll have to do some kind of reworking, uh, or maybe they don't. I I don't, I don't know. You know, I I know that the running backs are going to push for it. But unless they have, you know, and they were talking about this, their own union, you know, I, I mean, the NFLPA bargains collectively, right, for everybody. And, you know, the owners are not going to want to take their nice, very easy to un- understand, digest salary cap, which they've just come to master. The salary cap in the NFL, it, it's a hard cap for sure. But with all the things they can do with the cap right now, it's its kind of fictitious. It's kind of bullshit. Right? Like, eventually, yeah, you got to pay the piper and there might be a year or two that you got to eat shit if you can't figure it out. But for the most part, you can just do anything that you want with the contract. Look what they did with OBJ this year. Right? They signed him for one year, $15 million, So he gets to say it's a one year, $15 million deal. But they added four void years to the contract. So it's 15 over 5 So he's making $3 million a year. So who gives a shit? Right?
0: So, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm looking right now at Mahomes' contract about how
1: backloaded he, is. he they were Oh my gosh, his, about- con- his contract was ridiculously low. Like, I mean, for him, fine. He'll get another contract well, that's huge. No, no. He has to get, he once he gets to year six,
0: he starts making $50.45 million a year. <laughs> yeah, but what's that going to be
1: compared to the contracts that are going out now? But he's in year four already. No, no. But what I'm saying is, yeah, okay, fine. But the guys yeah. now are making 50 million a year. Who? Well, what was the uh, the they? All, I mean, it was a cascade after, uh, hurts. Mahomes, hurts uh, in them. Hurts and Herbert. Well, it was hurts. No, no, no. You forgot about you forgot about Lamar Jackson. Allen. It was hurts. It it was hurts. Lamar Jackson and then Herbert, right? And they all clocked in, and they all clocked in more than the other guy did, right? Yeah, but I don't think it's fifty million. Yeah, I think that they, they said that the, the Herbert the per average year of the contract is like fifty something million. Although I was listening to, I think it was the uh, Gil Brandt podcast, Business of Sports. He was talking about the contract that it was kind of a bullshit deal because. He did an extension on his already existing contract. So it yeah. actually ends up being less. The Lamar Jackson deal is a full deal, which started from scratch. And so those are real numbers. I can't believe they paid that dude. I cannot believe I, you I, paid a dude who I can't, who either, can't but without stay healthy. A, but without a quarterback, you don't you don't do anything. So you know,
0: uh, if if I was
1: if I was the Ravens, I would not have paid him that amount of oh. money. But Russell Wilson, forty nine million. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So compare what these guys are getting paid to Patrick fucking Mahomes. Patrick fucking Mahomes versus Lamar She's Jackson. Still,
0: he's still the fifth, sixth. He's still the sixth highest quarterback.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, okay, fine, because he signed it earlier. Whoever signs next is the guy that makes more. You know I what, sign you know next, what? I make more. That's just the way whatever it is. Whatever
0: Mahomes... Sure. But whatever... The smartest thing Mahomes ever did was he took whatever amount of money he had and he bought a piece of the Kansas City Royals. Like, he bought the, a piece of a freaking baseball team.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, his, his deal was giving... He was the, you know what, give me the cash, uh, you know, give me the cash value of the lottery rather than the 25-year installments, right? Just give it all to me now, and then I will, you know, I'll, I'll do with what I want with the money, right? And so, you know, he did it now rather than try to, you know, do something that paid him more going out. And so... He'll get a second deal, you know. But as a result, he's just not the top guy now. He's six. He's <laughs> fucking six. It's crazy. Josh Allen is seventh. Uh, well, when did he do his deal? He did his deal two years ago. A couple years ago,
0: yeah. Stafford, Prescott, there.
1: Yeah. By the way, I, I'm this. What I'm
0: looking at only shows average per year. This doesn't show like actually what they're what they're pulling in. But the average per year, Herbert. 52, Jackson, 52, Hurts, uh, 51.
1: Right. Well, you know, I, I mean, you get too deep in, I mean, we've been in the uh, trenches in some really boring conversations so far for, through 30, but, you know, we're, we're just talking about shit that we'd like to talk about. But entertainment-wise, breaking down all these contracts probably isn't the best, I, you know, and the, and the data nerds do it better. But point taken that, yeah, these quarterbacks are making shit tons of money, the next one gets more than the last guy. You know, while running backs are, you know, a dime a dozen, nobody cares about them, and they're going to make, you know, $10 million a year, right? I think that's what the Saquon deal is. That's the other thing, is that the franchise tag works against them, you know, astronomically. Same thing with tight ends. Because overall at the position... You know, it's what is it? It's the um, average of the top five contracts per position. Again, listen to a, a podcast dedicated to contracts uh, if you want to know all the details. But as a result, tight ends, yeah, if you got a great tight end, franchise the shit out of them because the franchise tag costs you nothing. Like, why wouldn't they you? They were do talking that? about it. Yeah, they. I, I. I think I. I wasn't sure if I heard it on TV
0: or I heard it on the radio or a pod, or whatever. But they were talking about if Swan took the franchises rather than his contract for the next. What is it? You can franchise him, uh, tag him twice. So it's f- fifth year, tag, tag. Right? You can only tag him twice, right? For a
1: first for a first round pick, you're going to get four fifth year option tag tag. Right. So three years. So if if he takes. The three-year tag deal, he would have
0: made something like thirty-nine million. He will have ma- he will make thirty-nine million, which comes out to like thirteen a year. Who's this? Right, Barkley. Okay, so it's like a three-year thirty-nine thirty-nine million dollar contract, which is a pretty good fucking deal for a running back. But he, that means, in his mind, he's looking for more than that. He's not going to get nobody's going to get more 13 million. Uh, 10 million's
1: fair. His I, I offers have gone down. I know. His offers have I gone know. down. Like you you you're fucking negotiating against yourself, dummy. Regardless of what anybody says, I believe specific reporters and and one of the
0: things I read on Twitter was that from like a pretty reliable source was that they offered him a 3-year $12 million a year deal and he said no.
1: Uh, like, I I forgot what it was. I I heard you know. I, I mean, it was well publicized. I just don't know the numbers. But yes, he had a he had. I think he had two offers, right? I think there were two offers over the past two years or something that is just incrementally gone down. Whatever the Giants offered him, and then they're just like, look, I you know, I don't know what you want us to do. You know, we're not going to just hand you money because we like you. You know, I mean, it, it, it is a business, and we're going to evaluate the cap, the cost of a running back, the open market, and we're going to figure out from all of that exactly what we want to pay you. That's just the fucking deal. It's how all good businesses are run. It, 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 nobody hands out charity anymore. It just doesn't happen. You can see it in the well, economy not, right not now. Not in you an can see inflated it. market. No, of course not. No, but, you know, I mean, you can just see it everywhere. You know, I mean, you read stories about, you know, the real economy, what you want to believe, and, you know, the the status of the job market right now. And trust me, people are doing more for less, and nobody is getting big bonker fucking raises or job offers to bounce. It just isn't happening, right? So, and the same thing here, you know, in the NFL, is that you're not going to get charity. Unless, you know, you're a quarterback. But when they do that with quarterbacks, you want to rewind a little bit or record scratch, go all the way back to Joe Flacco and you can see what happened with Joe Flacco situation. Because Flacco ended up getting the charity and it put an albatross on that whole fucking Ravens team and franchise, well, member club, uh, for the next X amount of years. Right. And so that's what happened there. And nobody wants to repeat that. So, you know, you are seeing. History not repeat itself here with the running backs. They, Joe Flacco proved everybody what not to do. Le'Veon Bell showed them what to do with running backs, and now everybody is kind of wised up to it, you know. And, and as for quarterbacks, they're the ones that are just going to get everything because without a quarterback, you know, I you really can't you, you can't do anything, you know. But
0: what about what about
1: um Deshaun Watson? Well, I mean, uh, Watson's another. Look, Watson got a monster deal. The big thing about the Watson contract was that it was fully guaranteed, which is why everybody hated that. And then that became you know, a talking point with all of these recent uh, contract signings for the quarterbacks. However, none of them got guaranteed shit, right? Jackson was the one that was talking guaranteed money, and everybody was like, look, it'll never happen again. It won't happen. It shouldn't happen the first time, and it'll never happen a second time. Uh, You know they'll they'll push for it push for it, but look when Pat Mahomes comes back up, if he doesn't get a fully guaranteed contract, you're never going to see a fully guaranteed contract. It's just not going to happen. It was a well, what's his name got
0: a what's his name got 192 million uh, Herbert? Yeah, which is only forty mil forty million less than
1: Deshaun. Well, forty million, but I also don't think it was fully guaranteed. Deshaun Watson got fully fully guaranteed contract. No, he has two, he, he had
0: 230 out of 260.
1: Uh, well, um, it was, yeah, I know, but, but the signing, but,
0: but you, right. I understand what you're saying now. Like there- it, it's, it's, it's drawn up as like, he, he has like 230 million in guaranteed money with all those extra incentives or bonuses attached to it. So it's. It's like getting two hundred and sixty million dollars up front.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's now it's two years after the fact, so I I, I don't remember. It's it, but
0: ridiculous. He got a fully guaranteed
1: contract, right?
0: Like there is no out. The for it. dumbest shit in the world.
1: Well, I mean, unless he performs, you you don't even hear people talking about you know, uh, fucking Deshaun Watson this year, uh, and and you know what? And that might actually be a good spot uh, for us to jump off because. Uh, we gotta we gotta grind into our fantasy football uh, season here and get to all of our handicapping. We were looking at doing some fantasy football and some some futures talk, but looking at the length so far, why don't we just do the fantasy and then we can punt the uh, the futures talk, whether it be you know team win totals or defensive rookie of the year, whatever it might be, to the next one. How does that sound? Yeah, that's fine. All right, cool. So with that said, we were talking about quarterbacks. Let's kick it off here where we're looking at this year's fantasy football quarterback position, which is pretty similar, I would say, to last year. I don't know if a whole lot has changed. If anything, you have lost some value in players such as Jalen Hurts who is not going to get taken as low as he was last year for sure right so initial thoughts no. on the quarterback position headed into the 2023 season
0: uh it it's it's definitely valued at a different rate than it was
1: two or three years ago That's, that's truth. Higher or lower?
0: Higher. You think so? Dude, I mean, look at, look at average draft position across the board. I, I know it's early still, early August, but I mean, you're talking like three, four quarterbacks taken in like the first three rounds. Like that's a lot. You're talking about Patrick Mahomes is almost like a first round pick. Yeah, but I, do you think he is? Do you think that that strategy is the way to go? I think the same shit that happens in the NFL is the same shit that happens in, in fantasy. P, the NFL owners are devaluing running backs just like fantasy owners are devaluing running backs.
1: Well, I, I don't see. I don't think so because I think fantasy running backs go super high. Like, And I, and I question this year whether they should or they shouldn't.
0: Um, you haven't been following ADP,
1: obviously. I don't I, I don't honestly I, I've done two two or three mock drafts just sitting on my couch trying mm-hmm. to get into the vibe of things, right? And I, I don't really care about average draft position because truth be told, you really can't plan for how the other people in your draft are gonna pick players. Right, so yeah, okay. These are the average draft positions. All right, until you know, Bob, you know Tim and Timmons uh, drafts. You know, Pat Mahomes pick three, and then you're like, "Whoa, okay." Didn't see that one. Yeah, going. those are
0: home leagues. Those are
1: home leagues. Yeah, I, I mean, but look, I mean, how many people are actually playing NFC? How many people are playing these big, huge monster leagues? I mean, some well, we people. We do it. Every, we do it every year. I know, but but I, I just I don't think it's. I don't know. I I I think it's all still right, the so minority. Okay. But my, right, my so, only point, so, look, I, I'm I'm yeah, I'm kind of rambling here. I, I, I just I say so I don't care me, about ADP. What, no, I don't. I care sure, about sure. what I okay.
0: want. Fine, I understand that. You also care about what everyone. Is. You are one of the only people I know in the world, in in all the fantasy leagues I play in, that actually track what other people are doing, and you you base your draft strategy off of others. You That's have not to. a common thing. That's not a common thing.
1: I Well, I mean, you have to if you want to try to ensure you get the best bang for your buck and the best roster. Because oh, For sure. At, but at specific positions. Like if you know someone's going to go for a tight end and there's a quarterback
0: available, but you know that they also need a quarterback, you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to take the better player of the two, and then on the wraparound, I'll get whatever else I need. So, like, I get, I get where it comes from. But, like... If you're talking running backs or even wide receivers, there's so much value, there's no point in tracking somebody's wide
1: receivers. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. See, I'm not so sure about that this year. I I think there's a lot more questions across the board with some of the positions where I think it devalues the quarterback this year. Right? Like, all right, let's just... Without going into all of the the tiers and everything, let's just say we're that we're in a draft, right? Like, what what round are you going to take? You know, let's say the top four quarterbacks, whoever they are—Mahomes, Josh Allen, throw in Burrow, Hurts. You know, I mean, whatever. Four I have one right here. In. No, I, I have it right here. I know. Just whatever your 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 four are. Is, is there anybody that you're going to take in round one? No. Is there anybody you're going to take in round two? Probably,
0: depending on on my position, yes. Okay.
1: So, two maybe. If you're two maybe, then you're three definitely, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, I'm just saying, if you're going to do one of those top flight guys, you're probably going to miss out on a wide receiver and running back. And your logic behind that is that, the running back and wide receiver position are stacked to the point that you'd rather grab the points with a better quarterback compared to what everybody else is going to get than go for wide receiver and running back because you're going to be able to get somebody later.
0: Dude, in the, in the listen to the players that are in the fourth round or later at running back. Joe Mixon, then Kenneth Walker then Javante Williams, Miles Sanders is in the seventh, sixth round.
1: Right. Cam Akers, By the way, last JK two guys you're talking up. about are hurt. One, one probably isn't going to start the season playing, and the other one has Fine. a groin injury. But yeah, J.K. Go ahead.
0: Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, Alexander Madison, Damian Pierce, Rashad White, DeAndre Swift, James Cook. You're talking 66 through 72. You're talking like, Legitimate sixth round picks in the past ten days in NFFC, which is high high stakes leagues. Yeah, I, I,
1: you. Yeah, but do you think it's going to play out like that? I think. What was the one guy that you just said? You said somebody in the sixth round, Joe Mixon. You really think that Joe Mixon is going to go in the sixth round? He's going. He's going to four or five turn. Uh, I, I mean, six is pushing it. I, I could see Mixon going three, four rather than all the way to six. Right? I just He's probably not gonna fall that far
0: in in most things. But you know, the two leagues that we run are both IDP leagues, so that screws all ADP
1: up. Yeah, well just remove the IDP for now. It, because the the point of the to- the conversation was quarterbacks and the the question that I have is this year because I I think that the top talent in the, the you're looking for guaranteed points every year you want the same thing right you want to get guaranteed points that you can be like you know what I've got these points and then I can fill in this that and the other and okay. so let's, let's
0: let let me let me interrupt you for one second so let me just quickly do this little experiment that I do and and see how you how you feel about this okay do you want? And you just say yes or no? Do you want this year? Do you want Justin Jefferson this year? Sure. Jamar
1: Chase. Sure. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I I don't like his injury history, but you know it's it's a no for me too. Yeah. Tyree Kill. <sighs> I'm on the fence. I I I like him. I've had him in the past. I you know the end is coming near. You know, there's just too much risk for me. I would... If he's there and it works, when, maybe. Not, but right. I would try to go
0: another route. Let, let me let me just say, though. I, I don't mean, like, of the six leagues you're in or five leagues, like, yeah, I'll take him in one league. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, you want these players in more than, at more than half of your leagues. Like, yeah, you want these no, players.
1: No, I, I would stay away from hell. Okay. Travis Kelsey. Yes. Well, all right. Travis you're, Kelsey, well, he... Our, our second, we were going to get into tight ends later. Travis Kelsey is the only tight end that I would invest super high rounds in. The problem is that somebody's going to draft him in, like, round one or two because if you're in a tight end league, the, the points he gets you compared to the next guy are so high. Um, just just let me finish. Just quick answers. That's
0: all I need. Quick answers. Travis Kelsey, yes. Yes. Austin Eckler. Yes. Cooper Cup.
1: I'm kind of Tyree Tyree Hale on the fence, no. I'm I'm a no on Cooper
0: Cup. B. John Robinson. Yes. Stefan Diggs.
1: <sighs> on the fence more yes than no.
0: Uh uh Amon. Um, uh, Ross Amon say Brown. Oh, oh, Amon. Uh uh yes.
1: Yes. CeeDee Lamb. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, AJ Brown. No.
1: I don't know. Um, Again, I'm a little cautious. More yes than no. He's kind of like Stefan Diggs to me.
0: More yes than no. Okay. Saquon Barkley. Yes. Nick Chubb. Yes. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Okay. We just went through the top Fifteen by average draft position, and you said no to four people. That means Patrick Mahomes would technically fit into your top twelve
1: because it's people that you want the way that you play. It's yeah. the only people you want. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, I mean, I see what you're doing there. That that isn't the that isn't my math, but okay. Fine. I value them, yeah. I'm just saying, Like, all right, here's my top tier. Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts, right? That, yeah, that's, that's it. I don't want anybody else. I could give a shit about anybody. If I don't get them, I'm waiting. I don't care. Okay, well, then care. we're kind of saying the same thing. Because my point is that, uh, you know, those are the three that I care about. Um, but I don't know if I would sacrifice a pick, you know, which is going to be a running back or a wide receiver for them. Where they're going. Because I think that the quarterback... I think that there's more risk with the running backs and the wide receivers later. You know, remember, you're usually starting two to three wide receivers and you're definitely starting two running backs, right? And so if you take... Let's take wide receivers, right? And I'm just going to go... I'll just go to fantasy pros real quick. Um, And let's say, you know, to me... Their tier three that they have here is uh, Waddle, Olave, Wilson, Higgins, Amari Cooper, Devontae Smith, right? And then their tier four is Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, Samuel, Keenan Allen, Christian Watson. Like, those, like, you're going to need those guys to win, but they scare me, some of those guys, right? Like, you know, Amari Cooper, that would scare me. T. Higgins, that would scare me, you know. And so, you know, and that's only tier like three, four, you know. And and, which means that I want to get as much of tier one, two running backs and wide receivers as I can, because I definitely think that I can still get quarterbacks later. You know, I I mean, you invest in Mahomes, Allen, and and Hurts and you're going to be out on at least one solid position in running back and wide receiver. You, according to numerous ADPs, if you go Mahomes, you,
0: which is early second, he's right now he's averaging around 14th. That means you'd be missing out on, in the second round, Devontae Adams, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddell, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Chris Olave.
1: Yeah, and and it's scary as shit that that to me is what I would be dealing with in that round anyway. And I can't imagine but, what it would be down the road. It's, right? It just gets it just gets worse. I I'm so shocked that
0: how little interest I have in even the players past, like like from AJ Brown at pick 12 down, I could, I could come, I could spend 10 minutes with an argument about why they're not, why they're not going to have a good year.
1: I know. And that's kind of my point is that the, I, I think the lack of guaranteed quality in the early Wide receiver running back positions makes me not want to touch the quarterbacks at all till later, right? I mean, if you were to load up while everybody else picks Mahomes, Allen, Hertz, Herbert, Burrow, and then later on you turn around and you get Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Dak Prescott, I mean, wouldn't you be happy with either of those guys? Uh, based off of what you're saying, probably I would settle on those guys. It, I mean, uh, it, it's definitely a settling, but the settling yeah. is based on the fact that you don't want to you don't want to be stuck with really mediocre or question marks at your running backs and wide receivers. And I I think that that's what's going to happen this year, big time. Because I I'm not going to wait long enough that I
0: have to worry about a quarterback that I'm gonna have to stream or I'm not gonna wait long. I've never done it. Like I don't like to wait past, let's say, QB six or seven on my on my chart. Right? Like Trevor Lawrence is is damn close to the end of the line for me. Like if it gets past him I I then I I I know I'm probably gonna have to get two. Right? If I yeah. get if I get a. Sure, sorry. But, I didn't mean.
1: No, no, no. I, I was just, I was, I was agreeing with you. And, but my, my counter to that was, yeah, but, you know, like, what if one of your twos was uh, Kirk Cousins and, uh, Kirk Cousins and Brock Purdy or Kirk Cousins and Kenny sure. Pickett? Sure. Right? Like, nobody, nobody wants to touch Cousins any year. Nobody ever touches No, no. And he always no. throws up respectable numbers. Like he well, might have a stinker he, row, but he puts up solid numbers. He over okay. So I I actually pulled
0: up the three year averages for all players in the NFL. Kirk Cousins' three year average is one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven. He is exactly twelfth over the past three years with an average of 22
1: points a game. Yeah, book it. Fucking so i can, uh, take it. Thanks. And and I'll take him there and then meanwhile I will make sure that I get as much running back and wide receiver talent, you know, as possible. I actually think it, you know, and we're touching a little bit on on future podcasts here about our other fantasy positions being running back and wide receiver but I actually think this year that I'd probably be as heavy as I was in wide receiver in years past um, after my fuck up last year when I decided to try to do running backs Um, but I think wide receiver this year is where I'm going to put all my focus because I I think there's just so much question down the line where running backs I, I, I you know
0: get one but that's what every but that's what everybody's doing. That's why I read to you where those guys are being drafted. Just like the NFL is not paying fucking running backs, people in fantasy are not drafting running backs. They're they're putting all of their chips on quarterbacks and wide receivers. That's what they're doing.
1: And I would argue I think the quarterback is the question mark there. Wide receiver, I mean, you know, the, the going heavy on wide receiver is obviously uh, now in vogue because I, you know, like you mentioned, everybody does it. It wasn't being done, you know, six, seven years ago, but now no. you know people em- embrace that strategy pretty well. So, you know, at, in regard to quarterbacks, I just think that more so than years past. I last year I went in, I think I got a who did I get? I got, I got a did I get Burrow? somewhere? I got Mahomes one place last year. I did go and grab, you know big quarterbacks in some of the leagues and I sacrificed and I hated myself for it afterward. Um, and I think I'll probably not do that this year where I think we're both in agreement that, uh, you know, well for you you said, you know, it's Mahomes, Allen or Hurts and otherwise you know, you'll just wait and see what's left at the bottom of the barrel. What well, maybe you at the bottom of the Like barrel. I said, I, I won't, I don't
0: want Burrow. I don't want uh, Justin Fields. I I don't want who was the sixth one. Uh hold on. I just I just switched off the page. I don't want Joe Burr. I don't want Lamar Jackson. Oh well, you know what? Herbert's sixth. I, I, I would I would take a stab at Herbert. Actually I think that's a steal at getting him in the fifth round. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, I'll take Herbert. I'll take Herbert in the fourth. Um Fields I don't want. Lawrence, I'll take. Deshaun Watson would be somebody that I would take I wouldn't take him at fricking six round I'll, I'll throw him at the end of the draft like he's more of like a back end than a front end two is a guy that, that another back end that you could throw on your bench and just hope he doesn't get another concussion Dak Prescott I do not trust I do at all Kirk Cousins is a good bench stash so you know you're talking out of the first 12 quarterbacks three would be back end bench stashes and two would be respectable starters in being Herbert and Lawrence. And the, the top three would be your, hell yeah, these guys, I'm just going to roll with it. You, 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 you don't need a backup. You're going to just start those guys. You'll stream the one week when they have a bye, and you'll go from there.
1: Right. So, you know, let's go to tiers because those guys that you're talking about are going to be your tier one. And sure. I, we mentioned it here. I, I would imagine my, my tier one is Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. You are going to have to invest a first or second round pick. Maybe you can get away with a third. People are going to jump on those three in the third round if they happen to be there. Though, do you have anybody yeah. else that you would even consider in those three? Justin Herbert. Really? Okay. I have Herbert mm. in, in my next tier. I, I only yeah, have he's Mahomes, in t- He's Allen, in tier
0: Hertz. two. You asked you asked me who I would consider. I would consider putting her Herbert up there due to the fact that he has Kellen Moore. He has another wide receiving weapon in being that Quinton Johnson kid. Right. And, and it's either now or never, man. Keenan Allen ain't getting younger. Mike Williams can't stay healthy for the life of him. And Austin Eckler's 28. Like you guys, they're a win now team.
1: I know. Uh, well, I'm not a fan of Staley as a coach. I, I think Staley's kind of fucking duty, but uh, he gets, Staley's garbage. I, I think he's, big-time guardian, and I'm surprised that he hasn't caught more shit. I mean, he's starting to catch can't believe shit. I can't believe Sean Payton didn't go there. Uh, Well, they needed to fire him, right? And I I don't think that San Diego... San Diego, there I go again. Uh, I don't think Los Angeles wanted to fucking shit-can him. I think he would love to have gone to the Chargers. I just don't think it was available. I I think management didn't want to get rid of Staley. They should have, though. You know, I mean, Staley... I don't know why Staley has gotten the accolades that he has because he has shown over the past couple of years some really questionable coaching acumen, but whatever. That's why I'm not an owner of an NFL franchise. Um, so, like, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, do you have any question, uneasiness about Hurts being high? I, I have, a, like, a Lamar Jackson fear in me. For sure. You know, for sure
0: he's it's because there's no it's it's just a proven fact through history. Uh, Time wins every time, right? Like time to study time wins every time. That's
1: a lot of times. That's two times time. Time wins every time, every time that you say time.
0: Yeah. So there's the longer teams have to study specific quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts the more opportunity they have to draw up defenses that just totally shut those players down like Patrick Mahomes is the definition of what every kid wants to be right now right he can run he can pass he can throw the ball like street ball style you know that's that's the goal right Josh Allen is a monster he's a beast He can run, smash people, but he doesn't go for 100 yards. He doesn't try and do what Lamar Jackson does. He just runs at people, right? He just runs in the line. There's a big difference. And then he can throw the ball 100 yards. So, like, that's – right? Like, doesn't he remind you of, like, the 90s quarterback more? Like, Mahomes is really the 2020 quarterback. Allen reminds me of, like, old-school – like like Traichman was a big dude, right? Like
1: he no, but big, yeah, yeah. Big, I, I mean, I guess Allen would kind of be. Well, he, he's got a bigger arm. He's more or less kind of like a Ben Roethlisberger with a big arm, right? I mean, Roethlisberger. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I mean, a little bit. Ben Roethlisberger was not as fluid as a runner. Um, uh, didn't have as big of an arm, but was a big. Burly guy that people had, you know, trouble bringing down. Uh, you know, a different player, obviously, but that's the most recent yeah. one that I could, um, yeah. that I could relate him to. Right, right. But players like Hurts,
0: players like Lamar Jackson, players like Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson. Well, oh, Deshaun Watson's got a pretty good arm, but he runs a lot.
1: Um, dude, dudes like that don't make it. They, they just don't make it. Well, they, they haven't, historically speaking, correct. Uh, we're we're going to find out here over the next five to ten years whether the new generation of football allows them to excel. I, I, I need to see it to believe it. So, you know, because Lamar Jackson already, you know, started breaking down a- after his first year. Now they just gave him, you know I you know, tons of fucking money. Uh, I don't know the numbers offhand. I was, I was trying to think about them, and what was it? it? Was fifty million a year, and it was a what a five-year deal? Uh, two hundred and fifty.
0: Yeah, it was like two fifty with one hundred and eighty guaranteed or something. Yeah, whatever it was.
1: So you know, I mean, you're going to find out here. I, I I thought that was aggressive, but again, without a quarterback, you don't have much. But you know, with Hurts, with Lamar Jackson, with Justin Fields, y- you're going to see if. You know, paying these guys big-time money is the way to go because a lot of their game, you know, the value that they bring is the athleticism that they've had, you know, under center. I mean, look at Justin Fields last year, you know? I mean, they, they, they were just like, fuck it, we're not even going to have you pass. We're just going to have you run for 160 a game. <laughs> it was like, great. For fantasy people, it was like, bing, bing, bing. But at the same time, it was like, is that working? You know, is that successful? You know, uh, I don't know.
0: It is still of an extremely highly valued position, the number one in football. Like, there's just something about that position that draws the attention of every owner beyond just the fact that they touch the ball on every play. Like, they foresee what you always talk about, and that's like... Well, I can't win if I don't have the, if I don't have a Lamar Jackson, at least the guy who knows how to handle the ball. Like even if he gets hurt and he can't run, he at least knows how to run the offense. My team doesn't win without him. Right. You know what I you know what I mean? Like that, that that's just how it goes. So, when you that's why it's so shocking when a team like Indianapolis is like, "Oh, we got our answer. We're going to take
1: Anthony Richardson." Like that's not your answer, dude. No. Like, you might, but but the mentality it, is that we've got t- to take a swing, right? Like, we're, we're not going to hit the ball if we don't take a swing, so we've got to swing at some point. You know, and, and this goes back to podcast past where we, we talked about you, you should draft a quarterback every other year. You know, I fifth was year, six say, grand, sixth round, you know, seventh round. Just take a quarterback. somebody. Just take a quarterback every year. Take them. But that's what Seattle's doing. Seattle's doing with running backs.
0: Seattle's just taking a running back every year in, like, the first or second round. Every year, they're, that's they're just uh, re- recycling that. Right. Like, well, I mean, look at K-9 this them. year.
1: He's hurt now, and so you know the question marks already. You know around injury stuff. Speaking of Seattle, though, Geno Smith. You know, people have him super high. And I do not. I go back to kind of rounding out these uh, tiers here. You know, we talked about the top three. The the next tier where I, you know, I'd have to spend an aggressive pick, and I may or may not would be Burrow, Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields. You know, those guys. You know, you're probably going to have to spend. uh, I don't even know. You know, six round pick, if not higher, on some of those guys because people are going to start jumping on them. And then after that, it's it like these are the last guys that I would consider actually sacrificing another position for. And that would be like Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, uh, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson. And then I don't know what to do with Tua or Daniel Jones because, I you know, again, I don't believe in them. So I, and two, I, I, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. That guy is one hit away from being out for the year again. And, I, you know, I, I don't want to do that. with. My well, that's why, I, that's
0: why I said he's a, he's a bench stash at the end of the draft. He's going 93rd. So what's that, like ninth round, eighth round? So, like, no, you're not going to see. Although I get it, like, like the metrics on him and the statistics are ridiculous. Like he, he does average an incredible amount of points when he plays. I mean he was like number 1 in the league last year, number 2 in the league of uh, points per game when he plays. The problem is is that he is pretty fragile. He's talking about how he learned how to do like a backward yeah. somersault. Yeah, yeah. He learned s- how to fall
1: backwards. Yeah. Right. I like learned how to two, fall. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like two, like- like what are you talking about, dude? I, I, I don't. That's know. the
0: that's the report. Is that you've learned how to fall? Yeah, I mean like, he's no going man, around like, talking
1: about it, right? And it, like try, dude, like try to learn how to like not take a hit, like you do. I, like, I've heard like, I've heard that I've heard NFL Network, not NFL Network, but NFL Radio guys being like, yeah, you know, it's something that I never and nobody really learns to do is how to take a fall. And this year he spent, you know, Oh, cause shut up, shut up. His, his career take, is take over. A fall. One, you, 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 you can't prepare for when a blitzing outside fucking edge rusher comes around your backside without you seeing it and just cleans your fucking clock. You can't learn Tom how Brady to fall did. on that. You can't learn how to Tom fall Br- on that. You just take the fucking hit and you hope that you don't get concussed. Tom Brady was very, very good at going down. Aaron Rodgers is
0: very good at going down.
1: No, no I agree. That, that's not my point. My point is, is that... You are not in control of the way that you get hit sometimes. Sure. Right? Sure. For sure. You're in You're in control of, you know, when you slide or, you know, uh, when you've decided this is going to be the end of said run or play and I want to go down. Yeah, okay. And you can see the hits. But the hits from behind you, you can't see those. Right? The, the guy coming from the side, you know. It's just, I, I think it's a silly thing to say that I've learned how to like, and it sounds like you're in agreement. You know, I'm not saying anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, so yeah.
0: it's it's dumb. It's it's dumb. But are there any?
1: I I have I Go have ahead. a different tier. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't
0: have Lamar Jackson in my tier two. I don't have Justin Fields in my tier two. I if Joe Burrow didn't get the calf strain or wasn't, it's funny because he was already dealing with the calf strain. So apparently he re-aggravated it, which means it's a pretty bad calf strain. It's it's going to be something he's going to be dealing with and until that dude can really be 100% healthy and show the world that he's back to Joe Burrow, like that's a really scary pick that you're you're wasting. People are wasting a third round pick on him.
1: Yeah, I think that's aggressive. But but you're picking it because he's going to be your quarterback at the end of the year. You know. Yes. That, that that that's the pick. Is that you know? Remember, yeah. you know, you get through the season and then you want the guys that are hot at the end. You know, I, I mean, uh, Hopkins last year, people were picking him even though he was suspended because they were like, I just want him at the end of the year. So, uh, you know, it's going to be the same thing with Burrow, and we'll see how how long he's out. I, I again, I, I don't want to invest anything high in a quarterback anyway. So, you know, if Burrow falls to me; it's going to be where I want it to. If he's gone, sure. you know, you know, whatever. But. I'll I'll
0: definitely take Herbert in the fourth. That's that's a, a sh, a sh, for
1: sure. Yeah, um, that'd be a fair price for him there.
0: And Trevor Lawrence in the fifth or sixth, I I probably take a stab at it. He has
1: some. I mean, he's got some weapons, man. He's a young kid. Well, I think the Calvin <sighs> Ridley. You know, when we get to wide receivers, I I think Calvin Ridley's going to end up flying up draft boards. As I least. have zero
0: interest. Zero interest. Really, in I,
1: I don't know. He was so good as a complimentary player, right? When he was with, yeah, Atlanta. and sucked as the number one. Uh yeah. Well, that you know, that was the crazy fucked up year, and then last year was you know, see you later. Um, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk's going to be the
0: number one. He'll be the complimentary piece to Kirk.
1: Yeah, see, I don't know. Like, I, I, I love Kirk, and he had great numbers last year. I just, I, I don't, I don't think he's better than Ridley. I just think that with that extra year with Lawrence,
0: I think that gives them a better connection. I think he's going to look towards Kirk more often.
1: I, you know, I like the way that Peterson runs a team. I, I like the way that he ran the Eagles, which was frustrating as a Giants fan. Um, and I think that he can do the same here, which is why I like the the Ridley edition. Because to me, that kind of said, "Hey, we have a plan here. Ridley is a stud, um, and we need to get him. Because why not? We need offensive help. Kirk's great, but he's not a one. Ridley was a one, and if you put the two together, it'll probably amplify both of their performances. Um, So that's why I'm big on Ridley. Uh, You know, Lawrence. As a result, he kind of he moves up a little bit as well." Because I think that, you know, that might have impacts on his performance and fantasy out- output. Um, so,
0: Daniel Daniel Jones is the 13, 13th averaged quarterback taken off the board.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, pick him if you want. I'm not I'm not touching him. I will not have Daniel Jones in any one of my teams. Um, you know, I, I'm a giant fan. I, I don't hate him. I just, I don't like anything oh that he does. God. He's not the people, player for me. People
0: hate Rodgers.
1: I can't believe people hate Rodgers because when I was looking at it, he was so far down. And He's so far down. He was so far down. Now, look, the Jets have problems. Have you started watching Hard Knocks not to get too off track? I don't. I haven't watched it, no. You know, it was all hunky-dory, and it was a great initial episode. And the thing is that it's also happening in, like, the first week of the preseason where now the problem that they're having <laughs> is that they're, they're like, our line really blows. And so that could be very frustrating to Senior Rodgers, and he might flip out if he's just getting sacked and their line can't do shit. I have a feeling, you know, we'll get to it with Futures next week, but, you know, Jets at 9.5, I kind of like the under there. Uh, same with the the Giants in their 7.5, because I think both teams could be train wrecks coming into this year. But um, are, are there any sleeper quarterbacks that you like uh well i mean two is
0: not really a sleeper but he's he's definitely somebody i i'm aiming for at the back end of a draft if i see like a spot open and he's not being any nobody's taking him yet uh, he's somebody uh real deep sleepers like jordan love could wind up
1: yeah, I like... Surprising
0: love. people. I have He's Love for- and
1: Pickett right next to each other. And, you know, I, I like both of the yeah. go- those guys probably... Well, Love, everybody seems to like. I kind of like fucking Pickett this year. Like, I if I got a, if I got a Cousins in Pickett, I would probably have been happy with that. Well, Pickett is... Pickett's going to live and die by how good Deontay Johnson is this year and how good... That kid Pickens is... Dude, I, I can't I can't read another fucking tweet about the guy. He, he has dominated preseason tweeting.
0: I know. He's he's he every, looks really every good. Every tweet
1: and in Instagram I get is always a fucking Pickens catch. He's going to fly up boards. More so than Ridley. Fly. Yeah, more so fly. than Ridley. He's going to go right up the charts. And um, it's funny because he he's not like
0: a high volume guy. People are just seeing what he does on these like one plays. Deontay Johnson's the one that averages like twelve targets a game. Pickens only gets like six. But he but he you know goes four for a hundred and but regardless, yep. Uh Pickett is a good idea if he's like a good backup. He'll be a good backup. Like he'll be somebody that that you're 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 he's gonna blow up. Like he's a good sleeper. But outside of love, kind of the ticket, same with Mac Jones,
1: right? Remember, Mac Jones has a, a completely new offensive system here. Bill O'Brien is a yeah. terrible fucking GM, but he's not that bad as an offensive coordinator. And I mean, he was doing wonders with Watson down in Houston. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens there. And so I've got my eye on Mac Jones in later rounds, too, just as a bench guy to see what turns around. rest of the offense is kind sure. of duty. So, you know, there's only so much he could do. But, yeah. um, you know, we have talked about quarterbacks here. I, you know, we can we can. You want to crush tight ends just to get them out of the way? I mean, we're a little yeah. long here at, at at a buck twenty. Um, yeah. You know, we should really yeah. keep these at an hour. But I mean, it's up to you. We can either punt and put them in with somebody else next week. Let's put them in with wide receivers because that's usually the way that we do it in our leagues, and I yeah, think it it's makes so sense. quick
0: there's really only three or four that you're going to want to put in there anyway. And there's no point wasting time talking about deep sleepers like Kincaid that everybody loves so much.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's a deep sleeper. I I don't I have him here and I have him as somebody that it was like oh yeah is he going that late and I don't think that I you know he's gonna go that late because I think people are gonna jump on him. All right, so at yeah. at a buck twenty or whatever, then then why don't we look to punch out here uh, and then we will pick it up next week and we'll do wide receivers next. We'll do wide receivers and tight ends um, and then we'll do them combined with future picks um, if we can get to it. Obviously, the futures we can punt to because we. Just to get those picks in before the beginning of the year is is really all you need to do. Meanwhile, you know, fantasy football leagues are going to start kicking off in the next week or two. So they are definitely of more importance. So, uh, with that said, glad to have you back on board, sir. And uh, if anybody is following along, the uh, Espanol and, uh, what is it, Netherlands are uh, tied up at one apiece here at uh, 11.15 on Thursday is night. Yeah, so they're, in, uh, they're in extra time here, so... Uh, oh! It was, a, it was 0-0. Now it's 1-1. And uh, I don't know. There was a crazy goal that tied it up. And anyway, so anybody uh, listening tomorrow morning, you will already know the results. But for us, we can uh, finish up watching some of this Women's World Cup. Uh, if you really want to watch Duty Fest, uh, it's ten seven 7 Vikings over the Seahawks uh, I going into I halftime. I can't even watch that. No, I can't. I, I can't, can't even, even. watch There's nobody, that. There's nobody playing there, so... Anyway, all right, so until next week, we'll do this again Thursday, so it'll be uploaded for all of your drives to work on Friday morning. Uh, Enjoy. All the best. Enjoy your weekends. Chris, I will talk to you at some point during the weekend, I am sure. Adios. All right, peace.